0: At the end of seven overs team
1: are 37 with the loss of two wickets 37 for two i'm mario Monios reporting for the rio grande guardian with steve taylor with the end of the week news wrap for october the 19th 2019 steve we've had a busy week starting with monday didn't we we
2: did but how about this mario let can we start, rather than all of our really strong, hard news stories that we cover this week, if I may, can I start with a sports story? How do, what do you think? Well,
1: that is different, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go for it.
2: Let me explain. Okay, so I'm at the Harland Lock uh, Sports Complex in Westlaco um, at the invitation of the India Association of the Grande Valley you, know, you and I have spoken about this group before because it's another cricket tournament. This is the first game of the new season of a new league and um, there's a team here from India and a, a team comprising Indian nationals and a team comprising Pakistan nationals. Interesting part about this is that the mayor of FAR, Ambrosio Hernandez, was here to kick things off. I know that's a a soccer phrase, not a cricket one, but uh, he's he-, he was here to to um, welcome, uh, start the new season off. And he's important to these guys because they're in discussions with the mayor about the possibility of having their own sports complex uh, in the city of Favre. Uh, you need um, a very firm pitch to play cricket on. You need a hard wicket. The, and the key here is... They really would like to have floodlights so they can play night, day-night matches and practice in the evening after work. And uh, the mayor, Mayor Ambrosio Hernandez, is entertaining this idea. And he, now he's got, a, um, he got, he, he's got an understanding of what the game of cricket's like and the size of the, of the field. He's going to look at that and see if can can oblige. They have uh, different teams with all nationalities, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, South Africa, et etc. et cetera. So, And the other m- message that these players um, gave me today is they welcome local Rio Grande Valley um, residents to come out and see the game, get to understand it and enjoy, enjoy this, uh, this sport that's rather different. <laughs> to to uh, the normal fair here in, in in the valley, uh, people say, well, it's sort of like baseball. It's a bit different to baseball, but uh, it's, uh, it does it does include a bat of the ball. Anyway, put that out there. That's uh, at this um, at the invitation, as I say, of the Indian Association of the Grande Valley. So yes, if we move on to our hard news,
0: at the end of eight overs, team Mar forty two for three. 42 for three at the end of
1: eight over. Steve Taylor, Rio Grande Guardian, out at the cricket field. Uh, Steve, uh, what else we got today?
2: Well, there were two big events this week that we covered, and let me start with the the most recent of the two. Uh, I know we're going to talk about flood control in a moment, and that important roundtable that you and I attended in Westlaco on Monday, where the keynote uh, speaker, the key uh, visitor, was Senator Cornyn. But let's put that on pause for the moment, because I do want to talk about an event I covered on Thursday, McAllen Economic Development Corporation, uh, they meet monthly at the McAllen Convention Center, and this was quite an important uh, meeting because a number of um, uh, members of the McAllen EDC, plus some leaders in the city of McAllen, have just returned from China, they, there was a trade delegation that went to China and they're just back and as we've reported on before they're making they believe they're making great progress and the reason this is of interest and the reason they're p- paying so much attention to China and trying to attract Chinese manufacturing firms to the valley and to uh, Reynosa is because of the new uh, regulations that are going to come in when Congress finally ratifies the successor trade agreement to NAFTA, which is the USMCA, United States, Mexico, Canada agreement, uh, the way that's uh, formulated, foreign companies may want to be in North America uh, to take advantage of uh, the tariff situation. So China and Europe are definitely on the uh, agenda for McAllen EDC. And so what I can report today is that those meetings in China, where they met dozens and dozens, maybe I think more than a hundred different companies that they connected with on that on that two-week trip, uh, it went so well that yet again they're planning another visit, and uh, we'll have a story out on that uh, in the next day or so, but I can say that uh, McAllen EDC is taking this so seriously, they're going to go back in the new year for yet another visit to China, to the city of Shenzhen. Uh, they're getting great uh, feedback from from the people they're visiting over there. And um, what we learned at the McKellen EDC meeting was uh, Keith Patridge announced that it could be only a matter of weeks before the first Chinese companies announced uh, as moving to the valley uh, to, be, to begin operations. We don't know what type of uh, manufacturing uh, plant it will be, but there's definite interest. So um, for sure... McAllen EDC, like uh, Keith Patridge, the president of McAllen EDC says, they have to be very flexible and nimble when, when politics change, political, uh, there are changes in the political scene and different, different uh, trade agreements are reached or different emphasis is placed uh, on trade relations by the US government and, and the governments in North America. Uh, groups like McAllen EDC have to adapt and that's what they're doing by now focusing on uh, China and Europe. And Ralph Garcia, the vice president of McAllen EDC, was recently in Germany. That speaks to that as well.
0: At the end of nine overs, 47 with the loss of three weekends. 47 for three.
2: The other item that was of of great interest at this McAllen EDC meeting, It was uh, some commentary by Jim Darling, the mayor of McAllen. He gave a report, his monthly report, to the McAllen EDC board, and he wanted to talk about some of the politics going on up in Austin. After he made his remarks, he did come over and said, Steve, a lot of this is off the record, so obviously I respect that. Uh, Some of his analysis of what's going on in the world of politics at the state capitol was off the record but he did make the point as he's made in the past to us that this has not been this last legislative session was not good for the texas cities and texas counties and the word is that the next session will not be good for texas cities either it just seems as though the state leadership does not like uh the direction that's the 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 largest cities in in uh in texas the the direction they're going and uh, maybe there's uh, obviously politics involved there. But the example that the mayor gave was some legislation that was introduced and passed and signed into law by Governor Greg Abbott. And that legislation involved annexation. And um, Jim Darling made the point that it's now gonna be much harder for the city of McAllen to annex land. And he said that the city had plans to develop to the northwest, you know, presumably up towards the Tres, Las- Tres, Tres Lagos area, and uh, those plans have really been stymied, I think that was one of the words he used, they've been stymied because now it's much tougher to annex, you need the landowners um, to agree before, that are living outside the city limits, to agree, and that's, that's tough, so he's putting some incentives together to entice those landowners to say, look, uh, we're not going to raise your taxes unless there's development, unless development takes place at some point in the future. But when it does, then uh, your taxes would go up. But for now, they wouldn't. But they just need to uh, to grow uh, the McAllen footprint. That's the idea. And that was really interesting. Some interesting commentary from Mayor Darling that we have posted that story. And then the, th- the third item before... Before we we get on to the Corning visit, which we do want to talk about, and this uh, we go down to Brownsville for the next item, the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation, which is Brownsville's version of the, that's their economic development corporation. They approved at the meeting on Thursday evening um, funding Project Vida. Project Vida is a workforce training program whereby. Um, employees or workers that have left the schools, left college, they're now uh, working, but they wanted career change, they want to, to get new skills. Under Project Leader. they can get their tuition paid for, the books paid for, counselling, etc. And uh, The big supporters of Project Leader are Valley Interfaith. Valley Interfaith gave us some examples. We interviewed some students who have done super well their their in annual income has gone from 4000 a year to 71000 a year, examples like that. Um, the question is whether this can be scaled. Uh, it's. It seems as though it's a, it's a great success for the numbers that they do put through these training opportunities. It's whether that can be scaled up. But the, the GBEC board, the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation, said yes. Uh, one of the board members was questioning how many years they should continue to fund it, given that. They want it to be self-sustaining without the city uh, having to fund it, but uh, they approved it for, for now at least, and so they've got full funding for, for the next 12 months, although they may review it in, in six months. But that was another issue, and I should mention coming up soon, I don't have the date with me, but GBEC, the Greater and Central Corporation, is also having a, an important um, workforce training event. They've got a program that's won statewide recognition called We Grow Our Own, that's coming up we'll be covering that uh, when it happens in a week or so that's a big deal for uh, gbeck because uh, under the leadership of mario Lazoya, uh, gbeck is putting a lot of emphasis on workforce training so that's another story we covered
0: at the end of 10 overs team 50 mark 55 4 3 55 the loss of three
2: wickets and then I guess we should now move to the big event at the beginning of the week. You and I attended this, we, we went to Westlaco, Senator John Cornyn, Texas' senior senator, was in Westlaco for two roundtable events. One was a roundtable discussion on flood mitigation, the second was about international trade. With the flood mitigation, it was interesting, they toured uh, where the potential uh, Raymondville Drain would would be uh, built. That's an important project, a big regional project for the Valley. It's been talked about for many, many years. They, apparently they need $400 million to make that happen. They've only got about twenty. But Senator Cornyn list, listened to that and he's going to try to get an appropriation uh, approved by Congress, uh, at least to get it authorised for uh, funding, and that would help the project. But the Probably the most interesting part of that round table, as you know, was this um, testimony, uh, so to speak, by Jane Harkins, the commissioner for the International Boundary and Water Commission, uh, the US section of that commission. That's a federal commission, a federal agency that handles the um, all activity on the Rio Grande, the Rio Bravo. There's a Mexican section as well looking after the Rio Bravo. And they look after the water treaties. They deal with sanitation and flood control issues well in her remarks the commissioner who's sort of brand new to this she's only been commissioner for a year uh, she she was very candid and said we just don't have the money for a number of projects including a project to widen and uh, make the the floodwaters that flow through the arroyo colorado um uh, work better might be maintained in in a better way she she said they were looking for ten million dollars. She said that's going to be hard to find. Senator Cornyn, as you know, was surprised to hear this. He said he was not aware that this federal agency was underfunded at a very he called he called it a constrained budget. He said he would work to to um, improve this. And we've talked about this in a in a different in the previous podcast. But uh, we posted the story uh, with Senator Cornyn saying that he was unaware just how poorly funded the the agency was, and within just a few hours of our story going out, Senator Cornyn commented on one of our tweets to say that he has talked to appropriators in the Senate, and they are tentatively agreeing to add an extra $15 million to IBD, IBWC's budget, presumably... When that 50 million is approved, if it's approved, um, Commissioner Harkins then, then can then get to work and fix the Arroyo, Colorado. Uh, the mayor of Mercedes, Mercedes, uh, Henry Hinojosa, was uh, one of the vocal, one of the uh, local leaders that, that was you know, disappointed that this Arroyo, Colorado is not working as it should be, and when we get really serious floods. Uh, the water has a negative flow, so the water floodwaters um, flood back into the cities, which is obviously not the purpose of that um, that um, arroyo. So that was one of the issues that one of the issues we covered at the um, at this Very important and consequential roundtable discussions. Marv needs twenty five runs
0: or twenty five balls to win the game. Twenty five or twenty five.
2: One on international trade is interesting as well because it was held at a warehouse owned by Joaquin Spammer and his CIL, CI Logistics Group, which exports cotton, U.S. cotton, to Mexico and Asia. And uh, basically, uh, Joaquin Spammer reinforced the need uh, when he had his opportunity to have a conversation with Senator Cornyn. He made the point that uh, the U.S. needs to improve its relations with China because there are opportunities for the Rio Grande Valley, for this region to attract inward investment from China. And Joaquin Spammer, you know, just going back to that first story we, we spoke about, uh, Joaquin Spammer was part of that McAllen Economic Development Corporation delegation that went to China. So I think that it was a very heavy week for, 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 for news stories. I would say those were the highlights uh, that we, we covered this week.
1: And Steve, of course, uh, I do want to mention that we've got some podcasts coming up with uh, highlights from both those events at CIL, at the uh, Joaquin Spammer location, and also, of course, at the Adago County Precinct 1 headquarters.
2: And so if it's okay with you, Mario, I'd like to now get back to this absorbing cricket game. At the end of 16 overs, 91 for 6. 91
0: for 6 at the end of 16 over.